0: Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure,
2: Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Sing isn't believing. Believing is singing.
0: Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for
2: all to hear. This is another episode of Tis the Podcast. The podcast that is keeping the spirit of Christmas alive 366 days this year. I. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. And I am Anthony. Hello, all. Hello, Anthony and Julia. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just left me hanging.
1: I was trying to figure out if I could recognize the hotel room, but I can't.
2: Well,
0: can I guess? Can I guess? I think yeah. he's in a casino hotel room. And I think he requested a room as far from other people as possible and requested no service, no room service. Yep.
1: How much of that's right? Are you at the Hard Rock? River Spirit. River Spirit's a better one. That's a better one.
2: On 26, top floor with the view of the river.
1: Is it fresh after the flood?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I I don't think anything up here got touched.
1: It didn't get 26 floors up. I couldn't remember. That's good.
2: That is good. How's y'all's week?
1: It's been a good week. It's been a fast week.
0: No comment.
1: No comment. Boo.
0: Are either of y'all hiring?
1: Oh, BOK okay. is always hiring. You want to move to Oklahoma?
2: You got to move to Oklahoma, though, dude.
1: Not necessarily.
2: <laughs>
1: you really don't want to move to Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel like I'd see Tom occasionally. I'd see Julia as much as I see her
2: now, <laughs> <God bless>.
1: much. <laughs> I mean, in person, you'd see me less in person.
2: You see me now. That's funny. Now, now, if you were here, we'd just show up at Julia's house.
1: Yeah, always welcome. I may not come into Tulsa to see you, but, you know, you're always welcome here. (laughs) (laughs) Always.
2: The movie we are talking about tonight is the 2019 Christmas movie from Netflix, Klaus. For those of you who have not seen it yet on Netflix, if you've missed it somehow, here's a quick synopsis. A simple act of kindness always sparks another, even in a frozen, faraway place. When Schmierenberg's new postman, Jesper, befriends Toymaker Klaus, their gifts melt an age-old feud and deliver a sleigh full of holiday traditions. All right. Let's jump right into, let's get the cast and crew and all that good jazz out of the way. This movie is written and directed by Sergio Pablos, who also did Despicable. He was a writer for Despicable Me. He was in the animation department for Treasure Planet and Rio. Um, He he was a writer for Smallfoot as well. I wanted to see that movie. Did anyone see that one? Was that good? It's cute. It's cute. Is it cute? Mm -hmm. This was his directing debut. He co-directed this movie with Carlo with Carlos Martinez Lopez, who um, also making his directorial debut. He does have some other uh, animated movies under his belt. He was a visual effects guy for Planet Fifty One, another cute cartoon movie. Have you all seen that one? Which one? I Planet Fifty One the U S astronaut lands on a foreign planet and they're all scared of the alien. I think I saw that. Like when it first came out, like I rented it. It was cute. It was cute. Yeah. We have a pretty small cast to go over. Honestly. Um, I'm really only going to focus on three characters. The first character is our, the star of the show who is Jesper, who is played by Jason Schwartzman. Um, who we've covered before, so we won't go very far into his. Anybody want to re- repeat what their favorite uh, Jason Schwartzman is? Have
1: we covered Jason Schwartzman?
2: We've talked Fargo, so I'd assume so. Oh,
1: not for um, a movie we've
2: covered necessarily, but we have. Have we? I don't. We our Christmas? Am I off? I, I don't know. Okay, well, let's just go through Jason Schwartzman then. Uh, Jason Schwartzman is an indie actor who is known um, to frequent some movies, um, to frequently work with... He was Josh the drummer Anderson. on of Phantom Planet? I didn't know sure that. Sure was. Yep. And Alex Greenwald, the lead singer, was in Donnie Darko. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing I remember Jason Schwartzman from was the um, was Rushmore, which was filmed in our hometown, Julia. Yes, it was. Um, we talked about that briefly on here. Uh, I'm not sure, entirely sure why, but we did. Yeah, was, I don't uh, know why, <laughs> why
1: we do I'm it I'm trying either. to
2: remember why we talked about it. I don't know. Uh, he was in the movies Slackers. He was in I Heart Huckabees. Just about everything from Wes Anderson. In Drunk History, of course, he played Ralph Nader. <laughs> he was in Saving Mr. Banks, Wet Hot American Summer TV series. He was in the very Merry Murray Christmas special TV special, so he will come up again. He will with context. Uh, yes. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, Jason Schwartzman?
1: I, I'm not a huge Jason Schwartzman fan.
2: Neither am I. Neither am I. Wow. I always feel like I should be.
1: Yes. There's, what does that mean? What is that There's something feeling? I should
2: like about him. <laughs>
0: This may be the only time we're all in agreement tonight.
2: I doubt that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I would doubt that too.
2: J.K. Simmons plays the voice of Klaus. And um, J.K. Simmons does a lot of voice work and has been on TV. Mr. Simmons was in the movie The Ref. Uh, He's been in a ton of other movies like The First Wives Club. But I know him far more so from his TV show. He's been in all of the Law & Order shows Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, Law and Order Criminal Intent, purring role that crosses over in all of those. Um, He was in Spider Man 2. He was in all the Spider Man. Oh, Mm -hmm. yep, you're right. It's
1: not Spider Man. It's
0: not. (laughs) Gold. All the, all the, I love that quote. It's not Mr. Spider-Man. Spider-Man.
1: It's Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay,
2: sorry. He was in the Spider-Man franchise. He was in Justice League unlimited TV series. Good night, this guy has too much stuff, y'all.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh he was also in the Justice League live action movie. Just because he was that in, next to that. He was. He played Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> he was in The Closer. Had a recurring role, of course, on Family Guy. He was on Hulk and the Agents of Smash. He was in that TV show, Gravity Falls. He was in Archer, Bojack Horseman, which is coming to a close this season, I saw. Have you, have you guys watched Gravity Falls, by the way? I did.
0: Yeah.
2: I love that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica Mars. Yeah, so he has. A, he was also in Juno and Whiplash and La La Land. Guy has a pretty long career. What is now your favorite J.K. Simmons? What
1: you're forgetting the most popular thing? Whiplash. This is that. farmers. He's <laughs> guy. Is that your favorite?
2: Is that your favorite? No, my favorite, seems- Juno.
1: Juno yeah, was, my favorite is Juno.
2: Yeah, he he played Juno's dad, and it was awesome.
0: Yeah, M- my favorite is Spider Man. He is J. Jonah Jameson. He is. And I was so happy in Far From Home when he reprised the role in that post credit scene. <laughs> and finally got to out Peter Parker as Spider-Man. I'm a Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, and he also dark. looks exactly like my father-in-law. So. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, proof it didn't happen. I want to see a picture of that.
2: I'll <laughs> show pictures at some point. Nice. And then we have uh, the teacher love interest. Alva is played by Rashida Jones. And I know we talked about Rashida Jones in the office episode. Yep. We did. Karen. As my
1: sister-in-law would say about her best girlfriend in the world, Rashida Jones is my lesbian life partner. (sighs) (laughs) I love Rashida Jones.
2: I do not like her in the office. I just well, I didn't like Karen her in the again. office either. But, but in Parks and Rec?
1: Yeah, in Parks and Rec and everything else.
0: I felt she was I – I didn't like her in either show. You didn't uh, like her in Parks and Rec?
1: You didn't like Ann Perkins?
0: I feel I she plays like the Perkins. same person in everything she's in, movies and TV show. I
2: just – Moving on. Oh, my
1: gosh. She's in A Very Moving Merry Christmas on. too. She is. <gasps> Christmas. All
2: right. Let's move on before this – it's too early for a, a bloodbath right now, so <laughs> uh, we'll go through histories, and I'm going to be selfish and go first. I watched this movie last year when it came out on Netflix. Uh, I've watched it a few times. I, show, I watched it by myself. I watched it with my mom. Ellie liked watching it, so we watched it, uh, we watched it more than once, and um, all in all, I enjoy this movie. Julia.
1: I wanted to watch this in the Christmas season when it came out, but like last week, didn't get around to that, Um, which is even worse when it's on Netflix, because it's just like always there. I didn't have to go to a theater to watch it. Um, So I watched it for the first time tonight before we recorded, and I also like this movie.
0: I I watched it when it first came out. And to say I was disappointed would be an understatement. This movie is ridiculously boring. They ripped off better Santa movies. In fact, this is not a Santa movie or a Christmas movie. It's just a beautifully animated movie that is awful. And I will not be watching this again. The first time I tried watching it, I fell asleep. Then I finished it. And then I had to watch it again for this podcast. And two and a half times is enough for me.
2: <laughs> well, that sets the tone for tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will agree with you on, on a few of those points. I'm sure we'll have some,
2: you know. I will as well. Except for the fact that you said it was boring. Oh my God!
0: Not I'm sorry. Not to mention, it was. It wasn't just boring. Not to mention this. And I know you hear about weird like towns in history, but this stupid town bull where they're just oh ring a bell and they come out fighting with each other. Uh, what bull? Like how?
2: Do you liked like they Christmas had, Prince Three? They, you liked Christmas Prince 3 and I would rather watch that any day of the week. There's a lot of stuff you're doing every day of the week. I'm I'm can, I'm wondering about this like any day of the week thing. Are there is there anything oh that is there anything God. that you would want to like rather watch any day of the week except Tuesday? I mean is 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 there any movie that fits into that kind of parameter? You're not as funny <laughs> as you think you are. Disagree.
0: <laughs> no, that's not the only thing we're disagreeing on here tonight.
2: <laughs> you don't know what we're going to disagree on, except for the fact that uh, we like and dislike. Okay, we've been over that. Um, yeah. So, Julia, you want to tell us uh, – do we want to journey through this story? Do you want to kick us off?
1: Yeah, sure. I can do that. So – uh-oh. Sorry. I, I just refreshed my page, and it, like, freaked out on me. Okay. So the story centers around – jesper our main character voiced by jason schwartzman um i like jesper about as much as i like jason schwartzman which is to say i don't like jesper really at all in fact i don't like jesper even as much as i like jason schwartzman
2: he's Before a you rich said it was J-
0: jason schwartzman in the credits tom i thought it was david spade the first time i watched it. it
1: is very david spade right dry sarcastic And it reminded me of a less successful Cusco, right? Like from uh, The Emperor's New Groove. Disney's Mm -hmm. The Emperor's New Groove, which is one of my favorite Disney movies. I don't
0: know Um, what that means.
1: You've never seen The Emperor's New Groove? (gasps) Oh my gosh.
0: You're not not missing much, Tom. Sorry, Julie.
1: (laughs) Are you serious right now? That's one of my favorite Disney movies. Do you like David Spade? Huh? No. Oh, okay. Well, then you'd probably hate it. I love David Spade. Um, listeners, do you, do you like The Emperor's New Groove? Because it's like legit one of my favorite Disney movies and I quote it regularly. Anyway, um, so Jesper is this rich entitled kid who is in the postal, is in a postal school, which is just a very, 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 very big deal. In this movie like what they go through to to take care of their postal duties correctly hold on sorry we've lost Mickey Mouse and that's a big deal Um, so he's like totally slacking off his dad is the head of this postal school and he's like this this guy with prestige. And we learn pretty quickly that that is what Jesper does. He blows stuff off and he relies on his privilege. And I hate this character. I really did from the get-go, no redeemable qualities. Um, so his dad decides- did he remind
2: you of Anthony too?
1: Oh my gosh, that's mean. He, the dad decides there's one thing, one last resort thing that can be done to save Jesper, right? From this life of waste so he sends him to the farthest place possible and tells him you have to stay in i can't remember the name of the town sorry
0: it is called smearinsburg
1: smearinsburg and And it's basically
0: somber town from santa claus is coming to town
1: his dad knows what a tall order this is but he tells him he has X amount of time. I don't remember if it was a year, six months or whatever it was to basically deliver or handle or bring about the delivery of 6,000 letters. And is it at that point, his dad would like decide, you know, you're worth it. Or if he can't cut it, then he's out and and his dad is cutting the cord.
0: I know that he was setting him up to fail. I know that. What a stupid plot line. Not everybody. Whatever. Anyway.
1: (laughs) So he gets shipped to Smearinsburg and he's grumbling the whole time, right? Because he's still this rich entitled kid. And he ends up there and it's this bleak, somber town. But not just somber. Everybody wants to kill each other. Um, And that's what they do because it's like the Montagues and the Capulets, right? They hate each other and all they do is fight with each other. And the right side of the town hates the left side of the town. And all they want to do is war. Um, So he's got to figure out how he can get this done in the time frame given to him so he doesn't lose his family paycheck. Right? (laughs) And so he's terrible at his job. Nobody even knows what postal delivery is because they all hate each other. And that brings about our second character. So he meets Klaus kind of on accident. He's he's realizing, you know, what a terrible situation he's in and he's never gonna achieve this thing. He sees this one little hut on the map um, and he decides to go there. And when he goes there, he sees a workshop full of toys he sees Klaus, this extremely forbidding character, very large, very, very scary looking, um, and he ends up delivering a toy. No, he drops one of his letters that he did manage to get. The only letter he's gotten, and it's a kid in town had drawn a picture and put it in an envelope because this because Jasper's a total like he's awful still at this point, and he's like okay, everybody draw me pictures and let's mail them and I can get my pennies and I can get my letters and I can get the heck out of here, right? Anyway, so Klaus gets the letter, sees the letter and the picture that the kid drew, which basically like this kid in this terrible house and like behind bars and stuff. And so he gives this kid a toy. And it like literally makes this kid's day. And so Jesper sees this happen and decides, wait a second, I get every kid to write me a letter, I can take it to Klaus, get a toy, deliver it. And then there's my income stream. I get all the letters I want because I can just keep giving toys. And inexplicably until the end of the movie, we've, we were never told why Klaus has a whole big empty house full of toys. Um, he's definitely shrouded in secrecy. There's this magical wind like Around his being, um, he has this beautiful the forest. Christmas full of cliche,
0: magical wind.
1: Magical wind. Um, he has this forest full of birdhouses that he makes, and that sets up the beginning of this Santa origin, right? And I'll pass it to somebody else.
2: So Jasper and Klaus start working together to build toys. Kids are excited, they start writing letters, he's hitting his goal, the kids in the town are coming together. Neither of these awful families are happy about this. And um, so they devise a plan that they are going to notify his father how good of a job he's done. So, so they transfer him away. They want him so to leave. So they'll get him to leave. And they can go back to hating each other. Uh, During this time, he has re-inspired Alva, the teacher, who had uh, gotten into selling, what, fish instead, because none of the kids came to school.
0: Where have we seen a Santa story before where Santa, well, I know the mailman inspires her in this, but where the teacher is inspired by Christmas, by somebody coming to a somber town, and, oh, my God,
2: anyway.
1: So we so see the town inspired. change. Yeah, yes. it's not just the teacher, but we see everybody change in this movie. Except like everybody,
2: the two the, the, two, the from the family.
1: Yeah, which I could give a rip about. Criticism number one: the beginning was super duper dark, and it took me a while to commit myself to this movie because I didn't like Jasper, and I thought the fighting was stupid, and very dark and and icky. And it took me a minute and a half to. Settle into this movie,
0: okay? And so
2: we—I agree with your criticism number one. one. Yeah. What I like about it, though, is we see this arc. Like this town is dark. You have yes. this ambitious young teacher who goes here to help kids, and instead is very disillusioned and just selling fish now. And uh, right, we see the power of this—this this, of Jesper and Klaus working together, and what this—and this transformative effect that we typically associate with with Santa Claus done right. before
1: well and if we and can if say we, that about
2: every movie we watch dude every movie yeah. we watch
1: if we didn't start in the gutter on this one i don't know that i would have appreciated the change of the town as much
2: that's so, where i was going with this it was a, nec- well, it was a yeah. necessary for the story arc
1: While i didn't like it i i get that where they were going with it being necessary um it was also slow to me in the beginning pacing was a little long Felt a little long there, but it's like once once the redemption arc picked up, like I was committed. and Really,
2: once we, I, I would argue that once we got connected to Klaus, is when it started to pick up, right? he's, yes. the, he's the figure that pulled it all together. Yes, when we see his awesome and
1: stories. once I started to see change in Jasper, which I desperately yeah. needed to see because I we talked about it with Veep. I don't like stuff where I cannot get behind the redemption of a character and so yeah. this one this one had it and, and that was good. I was worried. I was worried for a little bit. So,
2: <laughs> so. Jesper's dad comes to take Jesper away. Um, does not go as dad had planned so the town decides again. They decide to attack Klaus um, and break his sleigh and take the toys and Anthony, you want to wrap us up with the heartwarming ending that we know that you'll tell unbiasedly and fairly?
0: The heartwarming ending? Uh, <laughs> so before, okay. You take it up until they grow old, then I'll take you from there. <laughs> oh,
1: So Jesper decides to go back to this town that he loves. Um, He loves a girl in the town. He loves this relationship he's developed with Klaus. He sees it as his future, right? No longer is his future laying back on the laurels of his father. It's making something in this simple, quiet, giving life. And so he goes back and he tries to, what he thinks is stopping the big hijinks and saving the presents so that Christmas is not in fact ruined for the kids and turns out, kids talk to their teacher when they like them, and they had set up this decoy. So when you think you see all of the presents being knocked over into the ravine, you're just seeing a bunch of decoys because Klaus and Alva had it all along, and they're able to do their Christmas night delivery or Christmas Eve night delivery. Um, you see the kids the next morning waking up and seeing presents under their trees, and. It's Klaus's beautiful toys with the help of his elves, quote, um, from whatever tribe it is. They're precious and I love them so much in their beautiful clothes. They are queen. and They um, are sweet. I like them.
0: I only liked one character in this movie and that, that was Klaus himself. I could give a rip about anyone else or their so-called story arcs. But that brings us to the my favorite part of the movie, the ending. Yes. And that is, uh, so the town becomes happy, you see Jesper Mary, the teacher, they have kids of their own, and years pass where every Christmas Eve, Klaus delivers gifts to the children, until one day, that magical wind comes back, and he follows it into the distance and disappears, presumably to join his dead wife. And then we flash forward even further into the future where on Christmas Eve, Jesper sitting alone by the fireplace waiting for the spirit of Klaus to come visit him as he delivers the toys, which the ending, that whole sequence I really enjoyed. So I will give it kudos there. I thought it was very beautiful. The end. Then credits roll. And I looked at my watch and realized, oh my God, this movie was only an hour and a half.
1: It was only hour and a half.
0: Ninety seven minutes, close enough.
1: Wow. Felt longer. I like the tagline. I mean, the tagline really drove it home, right? That a true selfless act always sparks another. The story, the 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 point, the theme of the movie is a great theme for a Christmas movie. I mean for any movie, but it's a great theme for a Christmas movie. Gave me all the feels.
0: I loved the tagline, like the what well, is supposed to be the theme, but which I f- think they failed on executing, in my opinion. Let me tell you guys, by the way, I Can feel I- like had we covered this before Noel, Noel would have probably been bumped up a point or two. When I went on my tirade about Noel ripping off Better Christmas movies, this was a blatant ripoff. If this made Noel feel more, took inspiration from Better Christmas movies to me. So. Um, and I know we have listeners Who think this is one of the best Santa origin stories Out there uh, I so highly that's disagree where- This is not Santa movie
1: Your face right now Tom
2: <laughs> So my problem with this movie is That it is not A Christmas movie Absolutely I'm not even not. sure it's set At Christmas um, it is. It does not. It is feel... set at
1: Christmas. Well, the very end.
2: The very end of it, but when they yeah. start delivering the toys originally yeah. and stuff, it wasn't. Um, no. So I can't even say the movie is set at Christmas. The last, the final scene is set at Christmas, mm-hmm. but uh, the movie isn't set at Christmas, um, which is hard to take, and and that's going to definitely show up in the rating. It does. It doesn't feel Christmassy throughout the movie. Most of it feels very. Lack of Christmas, and I get it. I'm with you, Julia. I understand that's to bring home the end. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: But I don't like that part of it, right? I don't like Mm -hmm. how. So I have a really hard time even considering this a Christmas movie. I have a hard time buying this as a Santa origin story. But I like the movie and the story. Just not as a Christmas movie or a Santa origin story. The one aspect of the Santa
0: origin story I liked is that it's maybe Santa's spirit. Delivering, you know, he's a spirit at the end. Mm-hmm. And that kind yeah, of that. reminded me of Santa Claus, the movie where it's implied they die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, they're spirits, essentially, right? They died, and
2: then the, you know. what I liked, That's... I liked, I did like his workshop and the toys that he was building. And mm-hmm. this, like, pure, this man who's so gruff and Bur- burly and big it's just made of love and he just needs somewhere to funnel that love right mm-hmm. the, that was, the that look reminded
0: me of uh, the santa and rise of the guardians in that he's yes. more bigger than fair, like heavy fair.
2: yeah
1: yep and i liked that we know we've talked in the past about we don't like santa with kids if we can avoid it um i liked Wait, that
0: we oh, don't like, like with kids of his own, with yeah.
1: children of his own, yeah. Um, and I don't know, I liked that him and his wife wanted kids so badly, and so then that transfers into this passion he has for making kids happy. Um, I liked how they sprinkled in our core Santa qualities when you hear his laugh for the first time, it takes a while because he's got to warm to Jesper, but as he mm-hmm. warms to Jesper, you hear the ho ho ho. Um, I liked the way they talked about the magic of the flying sleigh. That made me laugh. The reindeer are freaking gorgeous. <laughs> they
2: are smooth. beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, the sleigh is too.
1: The sleigh that is sleigh? yeah. The sleigh is beautiful as well. Do you like the reindeer, Anthony?
0: I think the whole movie is beautiful, including the reindeer. I think yeah. the,
2: the movie looks gorgeous. Right. The artistic style you like? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, so I like that. I like how the coal and the stocking came to be. Um, it was unexpected to me that Jesper took such a part of some of the Santa traits, right? Like going down the chimney. That was all Jesper filling a stocking. that was all Jesper. Um, See,
0: that's something I didn't like that. It was this guy. I it, was, who... it was
1: unexpected. And when I was watching it, I didn't know how I felt about it. Because I didn't like Jesper at that point. And I'm like, right. why is he... Like, come on. He doesn't deserve the credit. He would get Cole in his own stocking. Because he's jerk-faced. Correct,
0: correct me. Can you correct me if I'm wrong? But I think this is the first Santa origin we've covered. and We've covered a few Santa origins where he didn't develop into Santa on his own.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Is that true? Like, he got a lot of his traits from... Like you said, just a Jesper, but I'm trying to think, did we cover another one where Santa ended up borrowing other people's traits and incorporating it into his shtick? No?
1: I don't think
0: so. So, I mean, it it was definitely different, but I did not like that. I prefer Santa trial and error in other movies. Oh, and I love The Snowman.
1: Yeah. With that creepy little girl that kept, like, pushing the nose in. (laughs) Yeah, that made me laugh. Um, Okay, so did anybody else worry slash wonder slash expect that Jesper would become Santa at the end?
2: I thought that's where it was going.
1: Yeah, me too. Especially when he had that facial hair. And he was like, yeah, Alva hates it. And I was so glad it didn't. Yeah, That was so nice for me to be like, oh, is this what they're turning this into? Because I still know what he started off like. And then they didn't. And that was perfect. That was perfect. It really was. And the I, I love the end, end, end. So he's sitting in the chair and he talks about getting to see his friend once a year. And you just hear the bells in the background. Reminded My me. My favorite of- part of the
0: movie. Yep. Reminded
1: me of Monsters, Inc. When Sully's sitting there and you just hear the door open and then you hear Kitty and then it goes black.
0: Reminded me of Polar Express. Hearing the bells as the, yeah.
1: Yep. it's a great ending.
0: This was a ripoff. I'm sorry. It's going to lose massive amounts of points. Mm-hmm.
2: For me. You know what else was a ripoff? Every Christmas Carol we've ever done.
0: No, those are different adaptations.
2: If there was a definitive Santa story and they were just multiple adaptations of it, I would say something different. But the story does bring its own elements, like how Santa comes to be is unique.
1: Yeah. That's what I like about it.
2: Me too. Um, it at least and, and plays the, with mythology.
1: Yeah. The parts that I don't like as much that will kind of knock the score down for me... Are gonna be the overly long Ellingbo? Uh, what's the other name? Feud. The feud between the clans. I. It just felt it was, long. Lots of did. those parts felt very. Long. It was too much. Yeah, and I yeah. love Joan Cusack, but it got to a point where I just didn't want to hear her voice anymore.
2: Yeah, I'm with <laughs> you. I think it. we all agree on. I think we all agree with about them.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Also to say, like, all of the mythology, though, and the Klaus and Jesper stuff made that pain worthwhile to me. I really, really liked Klaus. I liked the way he looked. I liked his voice. Everything about him. I loved it.
0: I
2: did, too. I liked Klaus a lot.
0: To me, they took the mythology from Santa Claus the movie, and Santa Claus is coming to town, tried to jumble it together and add their own stuff, and it failed miserably. All right. And just I never ended up liking Jesper. I, he never I, redeemed himself in his eyes, in my eyes.
1: Yeah. I I did, but it took longer than I was expecting it to take. And longer than I <laughs> like, usually you know what like I mean? with the
2: movie. I usually don't R- like exactly. movies to take that long.
1: No, not usually. Mm-mm. They made us hurt for a while before we actually got there, so...
2: All right. Linus moment. I feel like the sure. whole movie is a Linus story. It is. Right. It absolutely. is.
0: I wouldn't say the whole movie is a Linus story. I'd say. Like that's what the whole, moment though.
1: It's I all, building, it's, up it's it's all
2: building up to that. It's all building up to that. That's the whole thing is Jesper's on this. His story arc is tied to a, a Linus moment. Mm hmm. Uh, The dialogue, aside from the tagline, wasn't very memorable to me.
1: Yeah, writing was a bit weak.
2: The only quote I had
0: besides the tagline, which I actually really liked that line, uh, was the final line that you mentioned already, Julia, where Jesper's sitting by the fire and it's Mm -hmm. his voiceover and he says... You know what happened to him after that, how, why I can't even begin to comprehend. I stopped trying to make sense of it a long time ago, but I do know once every year I get to see my friend.
2: That was sweet. Yeah.
0: That was very And sweet. I did like that th- I do like the movie left it ambiguous and a mystery of what actually happened. What happened? And, yeah. Me I mean, too. it's clear what happened, but you know what I mean. Mm. Is it
2: though? I don't know. I think it's clear. <laughs> he did. Is that what you mean? Yes, he did. You think he's dead?
0: He did. You think he's dead.
2: Bye, bye.
0: So, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Bye, Klaus. Hope you find your wife.
2: Are we? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> do we think do we think uh julia do you think this is a christmas movie
1: um i'm gonna say that yes it is a christmas movie and it's the last 20 minutes of the movie that makes me decide that okay that's fair and it's hard for me to parse out santa stories in general from being christmas movies yeah
2: um
1: that this one is quirky because it doesn't feel Christmassy at all until just right there at the end.
2: Yep, agreed. So you think it's a uh, Christmas movie, Tom? No, I, I think the ending becomes Christmassy, but I think I don't think it weighs out the rest of the movie.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. With but that. I
2: agree with you about the end of it for sure. The end of it, if 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 they had made more of the deal about Christmas, like in any way um, throughout the movie, I think it could have been. But yeah.
0: So, oh, okay. Is this part of your Christmas canon now? You say it's a Christmas movie, Julia. You don't, Tom. So, are we going to have two different answers here?
2: I think it will be.
1: I don't I mean, know that. Yeah.
2: Maybe I don't know. Ellie liked it, so that's really what defines. <laughs> I feel like it's a little your Christmas canon. My canon's hard for me to to. to, to <laughs> we'll see what she thinks. You after. don't get to mm-hmm.
1: decide your Christmas canon for the next five to nine years.
2: No, sorry, no. and I'm you. okay with that. It's way cooler this way. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that this one will be in my Christmas canon, as in have to watch at Christmas time. Um, but it will definitely be in my. We'll put it on at some point. Um, and watch it.
2: Are we ready to rank it? Yes. Four.
1: 5.9.
0: Three. Which gives us an average. 4.3. 4.3. Which puts it at number 47 on the list. Between Arthur Christmas slash A Christmas Prince and the live action Happy Grinch Stole Christmas.
2: You know, y'all, this may be the last time we rank movies like this.
1: Maybe. If we go the, the results pole. are still coming in.
2: I'm acting like we don't know that yet, Anthony. Oh.
0: <laughs> yes, it may be the last time we rank a movie like this,
2: Tom and Julia. I'm actually really surprised at how many people want us to keep what we're doing.
1: Yeah, me too. Because it's broken. I love it. How could anybody love it? I don't understand
0: that.
2: I like our system. Oh, I don't. I know you don't.
0: <laughs> I I it's think really to make it crazy. easier on ourselves though, and we can have this conversation if it does end up winning, I think we should get a we should be allowed to individually re rank do a once re ranking over of our list. Do that every, every year, once a year. I, I don't know that
2: average I... Them and actually make the list tighter. I don't know that I care enough to go through and do that.
1: Yeah, see, like, that's where I am, too. Like, I don't care. I don't even care.
2: But I do think we need to come up with a way, like... is that the- terrible?
1: See? It's <laughs> like I've lost the will to rank because I don't care.
0: <laughs> but I feel like you don't care because the list is already broken.
1: Yeah, that's probably but, it.
2: But does she care enough to fix the list?
1: I would care enough to go back through the list if we weren't doing a what's better than what. That's the thing is I don't like being forced into, aside from, I don't know, top 10 or whatever, right? I don't like being forced into saying that one movie is this amount better than its brother or than its do you, neighbor.
2: Do you feel I'm fine with
1: saying this. Yeah, I do. I would be okay saying this one is in the same bucket as this, as this other group here. I'm not going to tell you the order of the bucket, but I'm going to tell you there's a bucket out there somewhere that has Kirk Cameron in it. And it has all American reject whatever in it as well. And that bucket just, it's just a bucket of suck and it's just sitting out there. And I'm not going to tell you the levels of suck. I'm just going to tell you like, don't watch these guys. No, we have I like amazing that bucket.
2: Can you create your bucket of suck for us? Julie?
1: Yeah, I probably could.
2: We could we we could have a whole category that's just the bucket of suck movies. Junior like don't even watch these. Of
1: I think that's I think that's it though. I think it's the agony of trying to tell myself how much better one thing is than another. Yeah. Outside of the top 10, which I could tell you, but like everything else like I don't care. I don't care. It's just not in the top 10. <laughs> You know what I mean? I don't know what that says about me. I'm sure a lot. And that's probably our bigger issue, but I don't (laughs) know. Whatever. Rant over. (laughs) We did get some feedback on class, though, on our social medias. Should I read some of that?
2: Go for it, Julia. We Okay. While Julia's pulling that up. Oh, sorry. Are you ready? There you go. Okay.
1: While While I'm pulling that
2: up, yeah. While Julie is pulling that up, Anthony, do you want to tell people how to engage so that we can read their thoughts on the podcast? Sure.
0: Visit uh, tisapodcast.com slash Facebook, Facebook group, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, and Patreon if you want bonus content. Uh, Tom and I actually just recorded a bonus episode that may already be available for download through Patreon uh, with listener April Riley, which is really fun. So check that out.
2: So, Julia, what feedback did we get?
1: Yeah, so speaking of Reddit, we got some good chatter in Reddit about this movie. Um, Disco 54 mentioned that this film is gold. It reminds him, the animation reminds him of 80s animation like Secret of Nim and American Tale, which I totally agree with. Um, he said it's a pretty dark film and pretty slow to kick in, but go with it and you reap the rewards. As far as origin stories go, this is up there with Santa Claus the movie. Uh, Netflix really can do great Christmas when they want.
0: I could not Uh, disagree more, Disco. I'm sorry.
1: Well, President Hot Dog also agreed with him and G.J. Davila.
2: Jerry as well. Yep.
1: Um, Almost Santa commented that they loved the flick and they love the originality of the film and the heart is so strong.
0: Originality. Uh, Dunder,
1: Dunder and Blixem 03 addresses directly what they expected your super low ranking of the film would be. Who? <laughs> Anthony. Anthony oh. specifically said, Anthony, before your super low ranking of this film, consider this scenario. It's late October and we're halfway through the Bermonts. The Christmas fields are starting to settle in thanks to Brian earl's Bermonts burm- Christmas. Per month bonus episodes. There's a struggle playing out between Halloween and Christmas and you've already watched The Nightmare Before Christmas and you need something else to scratch that itch. It's this movie. It has all the elements that make Corpse Bride so great. The first act is perhaps a bit too dark for a Christmas film, but that's what makes it unique and interesting, not unappealing. I can't wait to hear your takes on this movie.
0: Get Dunder and Blixop, you should have read that to me right before we recorded. You would have changed my mind and melted my heart. That's sarcasm. I apologize. <laughs> this would do nothing for me in the burr months because I don't get Christmas feels from this movie, nor Halloween fail. so I don't know why you're saying it would scratch my Halloween, Corpse Bride, Nightmare Before Christmas itch. Uh, <laughs> I'm, so- I'm sorry. I'm so- it's unique, I'll give you that. No, it's not unique. It's a rip-off. It's unique in certain aspects. Uh, I don't know. I didn't find it interesting
1: uh you had asked if tom and i were adding it to our christmas canon. well gary Blauman commented on reddit that he is he is definitely adding it to his christmas canon so lots of love <laughs> for this movie
0: you can send lots all hate mail to anthony at <laughs> com. i'm ready for it
2: <laughs> all right and with that we have wrapped this week up and it is time to move on to next week, where we will be watching Let It Snow. Which one is that?
1: Netflix. Netflix. A bunch of teenagers in a snowy town a talking Green about book. their lives.
2: I started, I started this one.
0: I have to rewatch that one. I saw that and I was like, this is nothing like the book just like
2: that artemis Fowl freaking movie trailer uh i watched it again and i was even more annoyed i just i mm. by that trailer
0: yes why 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 the author had a perfectly fine plot in the book why change it because i mean it seems like all they wanted was the name right it's a it's absurd Years, it's years this movie, movie has been in development hell, and this is what they come out with? I'm so disappointed. Anyway, it's a night of disappointment for Anthony, so. <laughs> oh,
1: sad face.
0: Uh-uh. Uh, the week after, let us know we are covering another 2019 theatrical film,
2: Black Christmas. It's already been yeah, done before, like the right? It, yeah. This is
0: a second remake. We covered the original. Kind of. No,
2: we did it's not. It's a
1: second remake?
2: We yeah. didn't cover we, it. Yeah, we did. We covered it in October.
1: The one from the 70s?
2: Oh, that's right. The seven, Yeah,
0: that one. Yeah, yeah You're right. You're we right, didn't, you're didn't right. cover the 2006 version. We didn't cover the... the ah, the
1: that's right. Which you said you liked that one, wait, right? You actually wait, liked no. that first remake. Anthony, right? Did I? I think I remember you saying you liked the more I modern. Thought, I thought
0: maybe it's yeah. more Christmasy for sure.
1: Maybe that's what you said. I think that's what you said.
2: That's what you said. <laughs> Doesn't have the same. Does it not have the same? <laughs> uh, I'm just putting in Slack chat or countdown, or Train-tang. in a no in here Zoom chat. <sighs>
0: Well, I've got it on the screen.
2: And with that, we have six thousand eight hundred and forty minutes, hours. That's mm-hmm. no. And with that, you have you have seven thousand and eight hours. Oh my! One week below, I went one lower, didn't I? Yeah. And with uh, that, we have seven thousand and eight hours until Christmas, which is oh. only two. Only two hundred. I'll 200 give you the
1: good one. No, you take the good one this week because you Aww, had a rough Julia. week.
0: You had a rough week. Yeah. Yeah, you had Julia, a rough week. You are irreplaceable. I know it.
1: <laughs> That's only only 292 days,
0: which is only 41 weeks. The best piece of news we've covered this evening. <laughs>
2: All right. Do your homework, watch Let It Snow. Oh, if you have time, read the book. Anthony, we could do a uh, bonus episode for the book for Patreon. For Let Us Know? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll see about getting the book. Bye, gang. (laughs) (laughs) That was awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all. Bye.
1: recording? Oh, I'm so glad. We are now. Oh, did we miss that?
2: We did. We did, unfortunately.
1: Oh, crap.